Mesechas Demai, Perik Base Mishnah Dalad, 2-4. In Mishnah Base Base 2-2, we saw that if a person wants to be considered Ne'eman, reliable regarding tithing, and believed, and therefore not have the produce which he sells have the status of Demai, he needs to ensure, amongst other things, that any food that passes through his hands, even if he's not the ultimate consumer of that food, he must still do the Demai tithes before passing it on. This Mishnah will come to qualify that and say that in certain circumstances, there's a dispensation whereby a person is not required to take the, all the demai tithes necessarily um, himself, but rather can pass on that responsibility to the ultimate purchaser. So the first is Hanach Tomen. Hanach is a baker. So Hanach Tomen, as for bakers, when it comes to Demai, the rabbis were lenient with the bakers and allowed them to only take out the trumas meiser. Um, but the nub here is that they didn't require the bakers to also separate at least the value of meiser sheni. That is the main point here. The Mishnah explicitly says they must take out the value of the trumas meiser. That would be the tenth of the tenth um, of the meiser rishon, of course. That's given to the Kohanim. Um, it also mentions here chala. Chala is an unrelated point, so put that aside for a moment. Um, there's an obligation to designate Meiser Rishon, and that would be part of the process of removing the Trumas Meiser, but that only requires Kriya Shame, just declaring um, that tenth of the Demai to be Meiser Rishon. Of course, there's no issue at all of of Truma uh, Gadola, as you said before. As far as the Meiser Shani goes, we're saying here that the Nachtum is exempt from that obligation. Um, but it doesn't mean that no one has to do it. It just means that the baker is exempt. Bartonura learns that the purchaser will have to take the kedushas of the Meister Shani out of the produce he purchases from this baker. And in the event that the baker assesses that the purchaser will not take out the kedusha of Trumas Meister, the baker once again has the responsibility to do the redemption of the kedusha of the Meister Shani before selling it on. So he isn't totally off the hook. He's only off the hook. Um, economically, if he can trust that the purchaser will shoulder that responsibility of taking out the Meiser Shani Kedusha. The other point here of Chala is unrelated to Demai at all. Um, Chala, as we said elsewhere, is the obligation to separate a portion of the dough once it is mixed with the water, uh, flour and water together, and give that to a Kohen. So that obligation never started until the baker mixed the flour with the water, and as a side point here, he has to take out the hafarshas chala, separate the chala, and give it to a kohen. Now, the reason why the rabbis were lenient with the baker is because there was ongoing pressure in the time of the Mishnah by the local government to push the prices of bread down as low as possible. Um, and therefore, the bakers had to work on very thin profit margins and the obligation to separate the Meister Shani uh, to coins would just be too much of a burden for them economically. And therefore, we allow them a leniency. As an aside, not much has changed. Um, even today in Israel, bread is subsidized by the Ministry of Finance, um, so it should be cheaper. And in America, stable foods like bread um, is not is have tax with sales tax, etc. Again, so that um, bread prices, etc. should be uh, low as possible. Okay. The mission continues on. Hachenvanim. A chenvani is a shopkeeper, like someone who's mans a makolot, a small uh, dry goods store, etc. So those people, ain't in Rishayim limkor esedemayim. They do not have any dispensation. They have to take the 
my tithes and, and shoulder the economic burden. The reason why is because, and one of two reasons, first of all, uh, the Chenvanim are selling on retail and have much higher profit margins, therefore they can afford it. And number two, uh, they're dealing with uh, children, and children obviously can never be relied upon to tithe properly, and therefore they have to make sure that what they sell in their shop is uh, ready to be eaten by children. So therefore they have to take the Demai tithes, all of them. The mission continues, Gaza. Anybody who does business in large quantities. Now, Mashpin Gaza literally means something like who doles out foodstuffs in large measure. Um, so the assumption is when you're doling out in large measure, so you aren't um, measuring precisely. You sort of are sort of getting like heaping buckets full of, of wheat or whatever it is that you're selling. And uh, that being the case, you're sort of cutting into your profit margins. And that means that you have the purchaser has a bit of an upper hand economically, and therefore we're going to pass on some of the burden to them. So therefore the mission says, anyone who sells in um, large quantities of food, they are allowed to sell demai as is and just give the purchaser a notice that what they're purchasing is demai, requiring the purchaser to then take the demai times. Who are people who dole out in large quantities, kagon, for example, hasitonos, wholesalers, and mochre, tavua, people who deal in, in grain, because grain, of course, moves in large quantities. So those people, um, they are allowed to pass on the obligation of demai, tithing to the purchasers.